welcome to Association Transformation, our ongoing conversation advancing the impact and evolution of nonprofit organizations. We're always looking for a diversity of thought. We're looking for new ideas, push the envelope wherever we can. And uh, I'm excited to welcome my co-host, Andrew Theodore of Consort Strategy. Good morning. Uh, I just said Andrew Theodore. <laughs> who is this Andrew Theodore? Who oh, is that? this man? Oh Who's goodness. that? Who, who is this? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Well, You're obviously leaving over. a massive impression. So uh, after a year, well, after a year, she doesn't funny. know what my I, name is. I wish. I, thought, yeah. I wish. I wish, Elisa, that his middle name was Theodore. It's Theodore. Because that would yeah. have been Teddy. Andrew name? Teddy. I haven't got one. No. Andrew is appearance that, is that with heathens. Oh, my mom doesn't have a middle name either. Uh, yeah. My mom doesn't uh, have. We haven't stopped recording, have we? Uh, no, we're still. I, I, let's just keep going. it going. Let's just keep it going, right? Keep it That's going. part of the podcast. Right? I'm not Andrew <laughs> Theodore. I'm Andrew Chamberlain. Hi, Lisa. Good to speak to you. How are you doing there, Lisa Brewer Pratt, whose name I do remember because I'm good like that. <laughs> I thought we were going to stop making me the bad guy. I thought we, we talked about not making me the bad guy. But so, you know no. what? You're doing a pretty good job yourself, right? <laughs> Andrew, no middle name, Chamberlain, my close Hi. friend from Consort Strategy. Welcome to our, our podcast of the future. Let's leave all this behind. Let's just leave this introduction in the past and focus on the future. Because that's, nice that's what we're here to talk about, I like about, that. Right? That that's was really good. About. That was really, I like that. That was excellent. I'd like, a, yeah, which... I'd like a fresh start. Many organizations these days coming out of a, a global pandemic are looking for a fresh start. Um, and and I think the future and and an increased what what is it called futures literacy? I've just learned yeah. this term. Yeah, Tell I mean me, it's something uh, that I've I've got quite excited about futures literacy. Uh, I think it's probably as we talk about it. I think it's, people are going to you know listen in and think oh, actually yeah we already do this or I understand it or you know but actually as a concept uh, I don't think I I really appreciated how well understood it is uh, out right. there. I mean, UNESCO UNESCO. Um, has actually defined futures literacy as a, a universally accessible skill that builds on the innate human capacity to imagine the future. Uh, you know, they, they, they're actually calling it a, an essential competency for the 21st century. Wow. Now, I love that. I mean, I came across I came across it, you know, the work that we're doing on the, the IAL's um, uh, competency framework, the systems map, you know, I've been looking at it as part of that. And actually, I thought... God, this is really resonating with me. This is really, you know, this is really quite an exciting concept and one that I thought would be good for us to have a chat about today. Go for it. Well, and this is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. So when we say UNESCO, that's that's what we're talking about. Yep. That's who we're talking about. And you're right. When I dove into this, I was astounded by how developed this is and yeah. and what uh, a futures literacy curriculum really looks like what the expectations are and how it applies to the opportunities for an organization not just to define their own future but to be part of the global future and yes. the positive global future that that we're all hoping to contribute to it was i mean it was pretty powerful 
Yeah, and I think, you know, yeah, it, it is. And one of the things that I really sort of read, when I read it, I thought, oh, right, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, they use they use quite strong terminology in their definition. And when you look at the curricula, they use quite strong, you know, it says future literacy offers a clear field-tested solution to the poverty of the imagination. I mean, that's just blowing my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I get that. But they go further and they say the future literacy is about moving beyond the dependency on the illusion of certainty that we use to plan. And then I started oh, wow. thinking, oh, right, wow. let me get my head around that. I just got that. the chills. I just got the yeah, chills. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, well, let me just think, what does, what does that actually mean? And I'm like... Yeah, okay. Basically, what they're saying is, you know, as, as businesses, as enterprises, as communities, as society, you know, we we routinely, for want of a better phrase, you know, kidding ourselves that the future is certain because it gives us today a sense of security. It allows us to have some semblance of confidence in planning for tomorrow, in willing to invest mm-hmm. in tomorrow. Um and then, but actually, if you put that, you know, within any kind of sense of realism, that's wholly unrealistic, isn't it? But, you know, before they dive into the, I don't know, the philosophical element of this, I mean, they, they UNESCO has a definition of this as the ability to imagine the future for different reasons in different ways. That, to me, yeah. is an accessible entry point for any organization to look at the future and futures literacy in you know that that seems to me a, a safe a safe definition. We all need to look yeah. and imagine the future. You know, you don't. Uh, uh, I just don't want to scare people away by oh, getting. Safe is boring. Safe is boring. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You're just trying to reel me back in here and be safe, <laughs> Andrew, and work within these nicely defined parameters. And let's not rock the boat. And I'm not buying it. I'm not, this is why. This is why the philosophical side of it is so exciting for me because actually it totally resonates. Pandemic. We have to make it achievable. All I'm saying is there yeah, has yeah, to be no, an entry that. point. Of, of clarity and achievability that will bring people to yeah. this study we'll to of the that. future. That's what this is. We will. We'll get to that. But I think it's worth us saying, you know, the reality is the only certainty that we actually have when we're thinking about tomorrow is the uncertainty of it. It hasn't happened. Uh, we don't really know how it's going to play out. Pandemics, climate change, economic crises, intergenerational conflicts, oppression this of is, peoples around the this world. This is when we need a soundtrack. We need a score. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we need to have some music. No. Andy, can we get some, some music rolled into this? We need some dramatic. But all those, they are dramatic. That's the thing. They are dramatic, life-changing issues that we, that actually... We have a very good ability within the association world of pretending that those big ticket issues are not relevant to us. We are very, very good at pretending that we're working in some kind of professional bubble with all these massive issues uh, well, that that, that 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 doesn't really relate to us. That's not what we're about. Um, and yet, the reality is, all these issues, all these all these problems, all these challenges, all these opportunities, all they serve to do in terms of our when we're strategic planning, when we're thinking about what the future looks like for our businesses and for our associations and for our members. These issues serve to shatter conventional images that we've got of what planning, you know, that we have in our heads when we when we plan. And we need what well, future literacy is saying, move away from that. Accept that uncertainty is actually okay. Um yeah. and once you've been once you can do that, 
once you're able to do that and you know what i'm under no illusion that takes a lot of bravery that takes as cultural step change of significant portions for some uh, proportions for some associations i get it i totally do but actually if as associations as with all businesses if we can and are able to imagine multiple futures um then that surely is going to help us not just survive it's going to allow us to thrive do you not think am i no, being really I, I brutal agree. about associations am i being brutal in my assessment not of it? at all i mean this is relevant to every organization that we work with to every organization in both the nonprofit and the for-profit world um, i don't think anyone owns sole responsibility of thinking this way i think it's an opportunity that everyone should be gravitating towards yeah. um, you know you and i are, are very committed to uh to csr and to you know the the uh, training and accreditation around social responsibility. I think they weave in nicely. But what you're talking about to me is is the you know is in, is embracing that uncertainty and yeah. creating and scenario planning aggressively. Yeah. Scenario planning yeah. for anything and everything. But at some point, given the resources you have at hand, you have to pick a path. You have oh, to yeah, make a absolutely. decision. And I don't think I, I, yeah, absolutely. I don't think, yeah, you completely, you know, it's, it's completely unrealistic to say to, you know, a, a team, be it the board directors, the leadership team, whomever, it's re- un- wholly unrealistic to say, right, come up with every feasible scenario so that we're prepared for every, you know, that's just insurmountable challenge. All it would do would demotivate everybody um, because it would just seem so wholly unrealistic. Um, but I like I like that term you use there, you know, which is you know um, scenario planning aggressively, um, yeah. you know that and and that does link to uh, an association's ability to or, or, or inability to embrace risk, to understand yeah. risk, and to value risk. I think a lot of the time we're afraid of risk. I understand why. You know, we're custod- as a board of directors, for example, we're custodians of not just the, the the cash in the bank, but we're custodians of the reputation of the organization, of the direction of the organization, of the value proposition uh, for however long we're sitting on that board. You know, so I get that as a significant responsibility. Um, but for me, I think, you know, to... To, to really make use, make effective use of that responsibility, to embrace that responsibility is to embrace risk and to and, and to and to embrace it and to uh, within the context of your strategic planet. Right, right. And that, that's I'm so glad you brought that up because you and I are avid strategic planners. Um, I'm a, I'm a strategic planning nerd. It's it's what I do with a, many of my my clients, as do you. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's there's a place for this conversation. And yeah. while we're trying to focus organizations on a more uh, concise future plan, you know, we can't have ten year strategic plans anymore. We need to focus in no. the immediate yeah. future. Uh-huh. But this conversation needs to be had as well, and it's it's different. Understanding the role of the future and, and thinking creatively, scenario planning for a multitude of futures, uh, yeah. I think is, uh, is very, it, it's exciting. But that's, that's my question is, what does this mean in practice? All of these things seem very philosophical, very high level. What does this mean in practice for, an association executive 
You're, you know you need to do a strategic plan. You're about yeah. to come up on the end of yours. You've learned a little bit about, you know, the futurists, you know, futures literacy. You, you want to be that big picture, innovative leader. How do you put this into practice? Well, I think I think a lot of it is about I think a lot of it is about how you accept uh, that uncertainty is inevitable, and that actually plans are plans; they're not actuals. And yeah. I think that's a really you know we spend a lot of time talking about you know uh, in that in that context we talk about budgets. Budgets are just budgets; they're not actuals. It's not what you've spent; it's what you're planning to spend. But things change, and I think once you accept that uncertainty is a reality, and it's pro- arguably the only reality in which the only the only reality in which we're working in, it becomes much easier to shape and control the association's direction because you're much more flex. You become much more flexible, um, accepting that uncertainty is a is is real is your reality. No, and that doesn't mean that the world is out of control. That doesn't mean that you know that you, the association and how you lead the association is beyond your control. Far from it. But what it does mean is, at a practical level, you're able to innovate and take advantage of innovations far more readily than perhaps you are if you're working within the stringent confines um, of uh, you know of, of your of of your plan. You know, if if that's how you view your strategic plan. Uh, I think at a practical level, embracing and understanding scenario planning as part of your strategic um, endeavours, I think it makes it easier to make sense then of, of novelty, of shocks and surprises when they happen. It makes it easier to change direction uh, and it makes it easier for you to, to see genuinely distinct alternatives. And I think too often we are... Uh, beholden to our strategies as though they're uh, as though they're uh, right we've written this and that's it now our, our lives are set in stone for the next however long this strategy lasts for and I would say and I think you see this as well the organizations who um, who recognize their strategies their strategic plans as live documents and are willing yeah. to get back into them and change them and say actually the world is different now we're going to change those are the organizations who are far more um uh well far more successful in in serving uh uh uh, the the membership and realizing you know the value proposition that is relevant and you know when we're talking about future literacy let's be fair this is why i said at the start we're not really talking about anything that a lot of people aren't ready or doing it's just using different language for it and understanding it in a different way well, and I like the idea. I think it becomes easier to to innovate when you have those scenarios and those options in front of you. The future becomes actually less scary and less uncertain when you've created all these yes. possible situations. So you're not taking as big of risks. You're not talking about U-turns or total recalibrations when things go differently than your original plan because you've already thought through these things. And it becomes easier to innovate and take advantage of innovations when you've done this. I, I love this as an exercise for your senior team. You know, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about these scenarios. I think these are fun, creative, innovative things that let a senior team you know, and then maybe even ultimately a board brainstorm these things. And, and I think it helps them, uh, you know, be part of that future at the same times that it, it flexes that, that creative and, and futuristic muscle. 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so then when we, and I think for me, two points there. You know, when you talk about, po- you know, you use the phrase, you know, possible scenarios. I think that's really key. Is that this isn't about saying this isn't about us imagining the impossible. Some things are impossible and completely improbable. It's about making sure that we we are cognizant of the possibilities, both in a negative way, you know, what could happen that's going to impact us negatively, but also what could happen that would allow it, that we can exploit, that we can capitalise and we can, you know, really, you know, embrace a fresh direction because a change has impacted us. And, you know, when we ran the session for uh, the ASAE um, at the at their annual meeting uh, earlier this month, uh, when we spoke about you know the the function of of generative uh, thought and generative um, engagement at board level, this is what we're talking about. That is future literacy in practice. You know, it's just another way of looking at it, um, giving yourself permission, embracing your responsibility to think about the future and how to position the association within those future contexts and again plural contexts because we don't know what that's in reality we don't really know what the world is going to look like um and if we accept that as you as you rightly say it becomes so much easier for us to to navigate the future uh, and accept that you know that that we have a responsibility as directors and as senior executives to be generative in our thinking, um, and, and that that is actually a core component of our role as uh, the association's senior leaders. You know what? I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, today is the day of our ASAE session. I think it it comes out today. So uh, leadership of his governance, Andrew and Elisa on the ASAE stage. Um, I think that actually happens today. So congratulations, my friend, on well, your first yeah, ASAE okay. session. Thank you, Thank you very um, much. No, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was an experience to to savor. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't an in person one. Next no, year, though. Not. Next it year. Was not. Next year. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, this becomes when we talk about governance is leadership and that opportunity to innovate and ideate and think beyond just fiduciary obligation. This is really the end game of that is this, this futures, futures literacy. And I like the framework that has been given to it by, uh, by UNESCO. I think that that almost makes it safer because someone has built a framework around it and uh, and outlined what what tackling the future may look like and how to think about it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. you know this may even just be the next step of governance as leadership is uh, is a futures uh, futures competency. And, uh, you know, it, it takes bravery, though. It's going to take uh, a bravery. Uh, it's going to take resilience. It's going to take a strength of character amongst the executive staff, the executive ranks and and the board, because yeah. as a board member, you have a certain term you're rotating through and to have ideas that and, and situ- you know, scenarios and situations that may need to be carried out by the board 10, 15 years from now. Um, is yeah. is an interesting conversation to have, um, and but that uh, yeah. is, but that is the very definition. Well, certainly the very definition of how I understand leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what I want to see in my association leadership uh, teams, both the you know the volunteer leaders, you know, and the the the, the staff. 
I want to see that that bravery. Um, I need to know that that's happening at the very, very, um, you know, the senior conversations because that mm -hmm. gives me confidence in my in the board, it gives me confidence in the organization that actually when I'm going through my own trials and tribulations in my career or I'm needing support and advice, I'm needing, you know, at, at my network, well, I know that these guys, this association, my association is always going to be there because they're mm -hmm. having these tough, difficult conversations and being brave about that. That for me is the very essence of of what of of the leadership function at board. Um, while we're recording this, let's trademark or copyright your idea there about governance and leadership moving into future literacies. No one else is stealing that. That one's ours, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. For the record, for the record. But, you know, I, I love so much of what UNESCO has done. I mean, they talk about using the future and becoming more skilled at using the future. The future... The future in itself is certain. There will always, you know, there will be a future and that future, while it will be changing and it will be uncertain, it does need to become an ingredient in our planning, an ingredient in our, in our mission and vision and how nonprofit and, and associations are going to impact their, their community, their profession, their, their industry. And I think too many people are waiting and reacting to these future yeah. circumstances, these future uh, realities. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked for the last 18 months about pivoting. I'm so damn tired of pivoting. Can we start, can we start proactively determining the impact we want to have on the future and create those scenarios and those situational goals? Um, instead of the future impacting us and us being victims of the future, let's build that yep. future. Oh, that's I'm a really just, good way of, is that's that really good. I really that like too? that. Really victims of the future. No, actually, I really, really, I don't, do we want to trademark that one? I don't Are know. Are there do any you ideas be... <laughs> of mine that you want to trademark while we're here? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. No, but I, mean, I do you, like that. You though, research I do, this. You know? I, I love it. it. It inspires me. I mean, you, you did the research for this one, and I, I so appreciate it. Because I, I honestly, I wasn't familiar with UNESCO coming into this. Um, and, uh, as, as someone who doesn't always take the biggest risks in, um, in some of these contexts, it, it gave me a structure. It gave me an understanding of, of what, what an organization could tackle, could bite off and, yep. uh, and how they might approach this type of discussion. Cause it can get really, you and I've facilitated many a board meeting and this can get really big and really out of hand real quick. Yeah, yeah, or or it gets shut down straight away, because yeah. it's, it, they are recognise it's it's potentially going to be too big, and that's not what we're about. But oh, let me scary. ask. So, well, yeah, it is. It is. It is scary. It is, which is why I understand why you know just generally we we do you know uh, you know we do have this to quote UNESCO this dependency on the illusion of certainty. I get that. I also recognize the, the fragilities that it creates. You know, I get that. I understand it. I do. I'm totally empathetic. Let me understand though, when you walk into, now when you walk into your next strategic planning session, you know, are you gonna, you're gonna take this? Is this is this gonna be one of your, in, in your toolbox as it were? I'm not saying for every, yeah, it's well, not right no, for every is, client, depending where they is, are. You're right, it's not right for every client, but I, I can think of one or two clients off the top of my head right now where we're in the beginning of that strategic planning engagement. And yep. this might be one of those those challenging 
conversations to see where the board is to, to t- almost test how how innovative and and test their future literacy um, to see what what they believe possible. I imagine maybe even building kind of a group exercise around this as a, as a test of the board's stomach, uh, you know, their appetite for for some of these yeah. conversations, and also to test their their creativity and uh, and vision. You know, I do a lot of visioning, what I call visioning sessions with boards, and I think right. there's there's probably a lot of crossover here. But but I like the the structure and, and credibility that UNESCO's framework gives. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to become a student of this. I think this is I think this is fabulous, and uh, I hope we get to talk about it more. Um, I don't know. Is there a credential for this? Can I go like take a UNESCO workshop? I don't know. My work here is done. My work oh, here God. is done. As soon as, as soon as Lisa decides she's going to get qualified, that's it. My work is done. Done get it. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, I think I've had enough com- enough compliments of you. I'm, I'm. Those are out of my system. But, uh, but you know, today is our ASAE session, our launch to the world. Um, hopefully, more people find us via the podcast. Um, who who are introduced through us by uh, by ASAE? Hopefully, they stumble upon Association Transformation as well, because you can find us now wherever podcasts are, and uh, bookmark us, make us one of your favorites. Um, but that was an enjoyable experience too, more more enjoyable than today with you. But um, I will. <laughs> Jesus, honest to God, you can't help yourself, can you? You can't help yourself, honestly. Sometimes, it's honest too to easy. goodness. I'm just hoping something. the next year's is also virtual as well. There you go. I've oh, my sense. God. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So that's, that's the funny thing for those who, you know, have been, been tuning in to the Andrew and Elisa show for, uh, for all this time. We still have never met in person. Nope. Never. This is nope. a fully I'm... virtual, digital-first relationship, and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Long may it continue is what I'm thinking, but yeah. <laughs> Again, such a jerk. After the okay. grief you give me, honestly. <laughs> anyway, take us home, please. Take us home. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us today. We uh, we appreciate you listening, and we encourage you to reach out and share your ideas for a topic or suggestions for a guest. You can tweet us at Association Transformation or email us hello at yourconsort.com, and we'll draw upon that network and that creative thinking to continue the best conversations about associations and nonprofits will continue to push the envelope and bring you interesting and and creative discussions. Until then, stay well and put your members and your mission first. Association Transformation is brought to you in partnership between Consult Strategy and Brewer Pratt Solutions in support of the Institute of Association Leadership.